Welcome to the There Is More podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Karen. And we are helping women dream bigger, pray bolder, and live empowered. And today we're being joined by a special guest, J.D. Walt. He was um, has a thing called the Seedbed Daily yeah. Text, has an incredible ministry of really, oh, he's a wordsmith. Yeah. It's really sowing for an awakening. And J.D. is actually seeing that awakening. In fact, he attended the Asbury Revival where he was a, the um, what is the name of it? He was the... Um, Chaplain. Oh, yeah, the chaplain. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. He was the chaplain at Asbury, and just he tells the story of what is happening, the great awakening yeah. that has begun, and then at the end releases to you the fire of revival that right. we can all carry that back to our own families and cities. So yeah. we're just super excited you're going to join us on this journey. Welcome to the There's More podcast. Welcome to the There Is More podcast, our chief sower, our favorite sower, J.D. Walt. And for those of you, Karen and I were just reliving our second cup that we did during COVID. And J.D. was on our on our second cup and we were like, what is happening? This guy's interviewing us. I felt like it was that we, Oprah and Tom Cruise moment where he jumped on the table and he was talking. I was like, no, no, we're interviewing you, JD. What is happening? But, but God, we had so much fun and we just became friends. Yeah. I mean, we don't see you, but we love you. And just, God, just read your emails. I'm like, oh, I'm so happy. I know this guy because it's just mm. amazing what God has done in your life. But what we want to talk about today is Revival. Revival. So exciting. Oh my gosh. So JD, tell us a little bit about just, you know, one yeah. minute on who you are and then get us <laughs> you get into, one minute. Well, sorry. I mean, you know, okay. There's a lot to talk about. I, I've switched over my bios on all my social medias. And one time I, I'll tell you one time there was, there was this good friend of mine and he, he, he was telling me about his dad who was, you know, had just had gone on to look, to be with the Lord. And he was a pastor, his life, whole life. His name was Sam Hill. And his son one day gives me, he had one of his old business cards and he gave it to me and, and it changed my life. I looked at it. It said, Sam Hill. And underneath it, it said, bond slave of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, I thought, that's what I want my business um, card. To say. Oh, that's so Love precious. It. I mean, that's like, mm. that's what Paul and him in the Bible, that's yeah. Paul, Timothy, mm-hmm. slaves of Jesus. That's right. Wow. That's how they introduce themselves. And, what an identity. And that's kind of what I aspire to. I can't say that that's fully true, um, mm. but that's what I want my bio to be. Yeah. Right. And my, uh, my, uh, my, I told my mom the other day, I said, mom, I have no more ambition. It's just been bled out of me uh, here. Yeah. Only thing I want for my future. Mm. I want to become an obscure miracle worker. Oh, wow. That. that is me awesome. Too. Me too. Wouldn't that be great? Oh, yeah. Yes. Let's do it together. Just kind yes. of go around and on the edges and just yeah. secretly healing people. Yeah. yeah, totally. Raising the dead and casting out demons. And yeah. Like, wow. I know. Yeah. JD, have you always been this then way may- or do you? Maybe they find out about all of it after you're dead. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Put it on your tombstone later. That's when they start Footnote. writing. So, JD, uh, yeah. but have you have you always been this way, or is this more like a more recent I'm, awakening? No, I've been on this journey. I've been on this journey a long time. I've just I feel like I've lost my life. My life is not my own. Mm. All the things that w- that I read about in the Bible that I've read about for years, I've wanted that, yeah. and it's just very slowly overtaken me and mm-hmm. I don't want anything else. I know, right? Gosh. Anymore. I don't. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so, so yeah, that's not just sort of pious. Mm-hmm. It's, it's become very real to me. Wow. And Can I you talk about JD a little bit of your history at Asbury and what you experienced while you were there. I actually didn't even realize that Asbury was like a college. I thought it was only a seminary. That's why I was like, oh, revivals at the seminary? Well, that's fascinating. <laughs> a good place to start. Because I'm, sometimes need, I'm kind of like, oh, revival. revival takes, I mean, seminary takes revival out of you sometimes. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, it's almost like the more knowledge you get, the less spirit you need or right. something. I don't know. I've always been... I mean, it's amazing. Go learn. But, you know, could you tell us a little bit about your history there? Well, you know, I went to I, I, I really woke up in my in my life, in my faith when I was about. I don't know, I was probably about 22. And I was a law student and becoming a lawyer and I worked up in Washington, D.C. I really wanted to get involved in politics. I just kind of laugh at myself looking back and think, (laughs) I'll probably be in jail right now. (laughs) Um, Not too many lawyers walking around with bondservant of the Lord on their their business cards. I got severely disillusioned with the government. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I I believe that government has a main purpose, a real purpose, and we need godly people in it. But it's, I, I think I grew up thinking it was going to solve the problems. Mm-hmm. Of the world. And really, it's just there to protect us from each other and other countries. Right. And, um, but I got, I, I woke up to the church. See, I thought the government had all the power and all the potential. Mm. And and I really thought the church didn't have either the, my experience, mm-hmm. right? Totally. I'm like, why would I want to do that? It just felt like a professional handholder or something. Mm. And I just hadn't really grown up in the real church. Mm. But I discovered that the church, that the government actually, while it had power, it had no potential. For what the world really needs, right? right? It has potential to do its own job, which is imperative. But I discovered the church, while it seemed to have none of the power, actually had all the potential. Yeah, It did have Jesus. And that Jesus, I just began to see him way beyond how I had ever seen him. And so I, I, I... I can't give you the whole story because we'd have to have like four or five cups. <laughs> <laughs> but there is more, right? There's yeah, more. There you go. Get that right. So it's like there is more version five. Wow. 
Anyhow, I went to seminary. I finished law school, became a lawyer, went to seminary. And I went to Asbury Seminary, Mm -hmm. which was a very different seminary than I went there. And I just it was just like I had stepped into the New Testament, I felt like. Wow. In terms of the faith of these teachers. Wow. And the worship of the community. Mm. And the real belief in Jesus, and and it changed my life. And wow. anyway, I went, I went to work at the church after that for a while, and then I got invited to come back to Asbury Seminary and be the dean of the chapel, and really the pastor to the students. And that was in two thousand. I mean, I feel like we're talking to a celebrity. Almost. Oh my gosh. Like, I mean, I, no, you hate that word, but to yeah. think that you mm-hmm. have such roots at this place that you are now seeing revival at which i'm sure y'all you prayed for this oh gosh yes oh yeah i mean but but so get this so there's there's asbury seminary Uh uh-huh then there's asbury university University. are they on the same campus they're well i mean they're divided by street they are while the seminary grew up out of the university Uh they are two if they're separate organizations they're related but um and certainly close. Yeah, totally. So I, I I was up there. I was unqualified for the job. I was t- I was like thirty three. It was it was a difficult thing, but um, wow. Yeah, that I be- I began to believe in great awakening back then, mm. and because I just what I had seen with my own eyes was that this is not going to fix itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not going to gradually get better. Right, right. This is going to take an intervention from heaven. Yes. Right? And yes. it's not going to be just a passing revival. It's yeah. going to take a sustained multi-decadal yes. awakening. Absolutely. To yeah, totally. Turn the tide. And JD, when you heard about what happened and those kids were lingering, obviously you weren't there when that happened. Yeah. And so, yeah, so so that long story short, I did that thing for like twelve years. We started this company called Seedbed, whose mission is to sow for a great awakening. Mm. And yeah, we were down here sowing for a great awakening. And we and I have a I have a son. My oldest son is at Asbury University. Oh, he starts really? he starts calling me. He's like, Dad, man, there's something happening here. Whoa! Wow, you've got a kid there. I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. and I'll have two this next year there. Wow. But so. You know, we just everybody starts hearing about it, right? Yeah. And I, I said, "Well, we're going." And I sent a text to our whole staff. I said, "Listen, anybody that wants to go, that can go, we need you. We cover. We'll cover it all. It's mm-hmm. work. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is our job. And we're just going to go up there and just try to serve yeah. what's happening." Yeah. And so we got there on a Sunday, Monday. And immediately, um, I said, we got to burn the boats, guys. Cancel the return flights. Wow. I don't know. I'm like, I had to go to Costco and buy some more clothes. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh because we were there for the rest of it. So, J.D., how, like, Stay. at what point did you get there? Was it a few days into it? It starts on Wednesday, February 8th. Uh-huh. You know, 19 students. Yeah. Stay behind in the chapel, 
and just start worshiping. They just start. So tell, now what can you happens? tell us like the DNA of it? Like how? Yes, absolutely. So, so what happens is the sermon, the service ends. It was just, just another chapel, mm-hmm. you know, required mm-hmm. cha- chapel. College students have to go. They, you know, happily or begrudgingly do it. <laughs> and then they leave. And the pastor, the preacher, Zach, Mir- Zach was the guy who um, we need to get him. Yeah. In this, okay, yeah, please. Hey, you need to call some of these students, yeah, mm-hmm. because this was this was all God through all them, yeah, totally. Yeah. It was, mm. and so he preaches a sermon. He says, you know, it was it was bad. I had to crash land the thing. <laughs> he texts his wife after. He says, you know, um, another bomb. I'll be home shortly. Yeah. Wow. I read about and this. This wild. Nineteen I students, for whatever reason, stick around. You can see the picture. They're in, they're in like three or four little groups yeah. and room, empty room, and they're just turns out becoming honest with each other. Oh wow! About their own hunger and brokenness, and and it just got real. Is what happened. Wow little circles and then you know all of a sudden some students start coming back they just got chills feel mm-hmm. this they feel this drawing and that some of them that's like, oh, they're professors they're like can we we just feel like we didn't finish can we go back to chapel and he said yeah go back wow wow so within hours you got maybe a hundred or so and somebody <laughs> picks up acoustic guitar and just starts playing the guitar and they just start singing oh my gosh and then you know, a few hours later, there's the famous Instagram meme of the kid carrying his mattress across the campus to the chapel. Oh, <laughs> okay. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. It's out there. Oh, what? And he, and so it's like, this is going to go on, you know? Oh, my gosh. And God bless the college. Yeah. I really. mean, most colleges would have shut that thing yeah, down. Yeah. And- Days. Mm-hmm. My God. And I think that was our, our staff's whole purpose in being there was just to just to come alongside and champion the leaders, yeah. encourage them, yeah. like yeah, because it was so hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, guys, almost seventy thousand people start coming through this town yeah. of three thousand, and it's just breaking down the highways, yes. the sewer system, the infrastructure, yeah. The restaurants or subways running out of food oh, multiple times gosh. a day. The whole <laughs> college imagine. staff has become deployed as, you know, the workers oh of this thing. Gosh. The lines, a New Testament scene erupted. Yeah, yeah totally. I mean, like, to have that kind of instant hunger. Yeah. That travels across the airwaves that people get in cars and on oh, planes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To get oh, to something like yeah. this in that short of a time period. Mm-hmm. I, I know it. It was it was something and it's so supernatural. It so, yeah, it was spontaneous. It was. This was not anybody's plan yeah. in the remotely. Oh, no. But so what's happening is it's very simple inside that room. It's it is as I as I've been telling people, I'm like, you know, I and you, we've seen everything before. 
that happened in that room. But I'll say, I've never seen anything like that before. Right. Wow. So it's that thing, you know, it's, yeah. it was very simple. It was um, singing. Yeah. Exuberant singing, constant singing. By and there's no words, there's no screens, there's no words, there's no production, there's no drums, there's no bass. There's it's you can hear the voices, yeah, the, yeah. the, the body, resonance. the body of Christ became the instrument of worship, oh, right? Wow. Kind of in our churches, we've run into like the body of Christ is sort of the accompaniment to yes. the all the instruments on the stage, yeah. and you mm. can't see or hear. Mm-mm. It's just Mm-mm. dark and loud and smoky. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was out. Yeah. yeah. It was pure and humble and primitive almost. But, and so there was that. Then there was testimonies. Wow. Just constant waves of people telling stories about what Jesus is doing in their lives. And then there would be, is there anybody else who's dealing with that? Would you stand? Hundred people stand. Prayer. Oh, I didn't realize people would lay hands on them. A, a den of prayer would begin to yeah. rise, and then this the person that shared the testimony would be sort of like, "What I have, I give you." Yeah. Impartation. Right. Impartation, wow. and oh then miracles. Okay, and then people would come to the altar. The altar was full the whole time. People, so so our new room guy, our, our, our man named Bud Simon, who trains every year at new room, our prayer ministers at the altar, mm-hmm. he was there training prayer ministers, okay? He ran a session every day at one and every day at seven. He trained a thousand prayer ministers What? Wow! in that time. And I mean, this was not like, you know, God bless you in Jesus name. No, no, no. no. It was, it was ministry. Yes. Healing deliverance. And so what, what's happening? It's like deliverance, deliverance from evil spirits. There was healing. There was like, um, I saw all kinds there were all kinds of healing taking place. People, right. And there were all kinds of confessions of like all sorts of addictions, anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation, sure. suicidal attempts. Yeah. It became so normalized to become honest about your hunger and your hurt. Man. Normal. And 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 other people would say, Me too. Yeah. yeah. And and it just becomes waves of it's just Jesus is just doing it. My goodness. In oh, his, this gets me in so his I know. Body. I'm like, come, Lord Jesus, mm-hmm. to Atlanta, Georgia. And, and it, was, it was so simple. It was no craziness. It was no, I mean, there were there were certainly a lot of people who showed up at as as you know, I call them storm chasers. <laughs> they, and they want to kind of bring their revival personality yeah, into right, it. Right. You know, and we said the leaders said, you know, um, this is their house. Yeah. They did a great job of stewarding that. And Mm. you need to just be a good guest. And so leave the shofar in the car Uh 
and without having flags and no, nothing against any yeah, of that. No. That was their house. That's mm-hmm. right. And and I tell you what was in the room. It was love. Yeah. It was totally. the love of God, the palpable. <laughs> and you'd be in there for you'd think you'd been in there for like 30 minutes, it'd be four hours. Oh yeah. my goodness. Like church you, you lose track of not just of time, you lose track of days. I bet. And so you're and you're trying to turn the room over so that other people can get in. Well, so they created a a fast pass line for if you're under 25, yeah. you go front. Yeah. Oh, that's and so darling. Because the line, guys, it went on a half a mile at least. Yeah. yeah. And there were all ages of people there. I mean, it was amazing how many people you'd see coming in there at 10 at night, bringing their little children. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bringing their children in there, bringing their family. And I kind of hate it. I, and so it, I know. And I'm surprised so with all the students was, that even any adults could even get in because it's a small mm-hmm. place. How long, how many people does that hold? Like 400? It's about 1,500. 1,500. 1,500. I didn't yeah, realize pretty, it was that many. Because it's that whole balcony. Yeah. So Tom okay. and um, Tom from Riverstone, do you know them? Tom oh, sure. Tanner. Tom, the Tom Tanner. Yeah. yeah. So he was there almost at the beginning. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you know Tom, but I was, Tammy. I follow them. Oh, and really? He you spoke, know Tammy Manning? I don't. I don't know her. You need to have her on this podcast. This is a woman I went to seminary with at Asbury. You talk about a miracle story. This woman, she's lived most of her life in India and wow. recently, recently been exiled out of there because of the crazy ministry that she's done. Wow. Um, but anyhow, Tom, wow. Tom Tanner's like, they're like her sort of spiritual parents. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I, she, we'll call her. She's. So what, just, JD, what were kind of some of the standout, you know, testimonies of healing or, or miracles? Like what, what, what marked you? Yeah, that was, that's. I mean, I got healed myself. I I received, I just would, as much as I could, I'd just get down at the altar and just try to. Yeah. And and I I feel like I I experienced a lot of healing. That's amazing. My own life. I mean, we saw. Wow. You saw lots of addiction. Yeah. Broken. Broken. You saw um, physical healings. I'm, I, I remember, and you know, you've 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 been in situations before where, while it's su- super demanding to minister, it's easy. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you almost can see the words over their heads. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You just you just can agree. I just mm. I just I I, I kind of had this sense of prophecy. It just became so clear to me. You know, I've eagerly desired to give to prophecy forever and, you know, hacked my way around on it. <laughs> but what I came, I came to realize is that prophecy is Jesus decrees and you declare. Yeah, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And he's Jesus speaking over everybody. Mm-hmm. On yeah. The planet. yeah. Mm-hmm. And. And it's it's not crazy or wacky or hard. It's Mm-mm. it's flowing, and so we you saw a ton of that. Wow! You you did see, and so you I mean, experienced. There were, there were exorcisms, okay, and what would happen there 
in order to avoid the spectacle mm-hmm. nature, they would take people into another place and yeah. they spent three or four hours in a like real live exorcist sure. kind of stuff. Like sure. manifesting. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, yes. And I then, of course, it. there's just lots of, you know, deliverance from evil spirits just right there at the altar. And, and again, for the longest time, I've just, I have always believed this, but it's always so esoteric mm-hmm. and in the power paradigm of the, of the prayer. And I'm like, this, this has got to be norm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because people are suffering. They yes. Are. Can't be this, this sort of like formulaic and esoteric and, you know, you're dealing in an unseen realm. Yeah. And the simpler it can be, the more trustworthy. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's good. So there was a there was a lot of that. There was, um, I feel like, uh, sexuality, yeah. pornography, these yeah. kind of things. There was a ton of that kind of yeah, coming out. So we just appreciate y'all joining us, and we've been referring a lot. Sometimes in our podcast, you hear about this thing called Father's House, mm-hmm. and. We just know that sometimes when you hear these incredible stories from these incredible guests, you wonder, how did these people learn this? Yeah. How did they have these kind of encounters? And so we want to tell you about a resource that Rachel and I have written that is going to give you that that more, the yeah. more lifestyle. Absolutely. So you can go to fathershousestudy.com. And we have an eight-week Bible study encounter. It's just going to walk you to the journey that you've heard a lot about in these podcasts. And we want to offer you a 20% discount. And we hope that you will check it out. We think it'll change your life forever. And it'll take you on a journey that leads home. You know, it's like what I'm, I think I'm struck by as you're talking about this is what you're describing is what should be absolutely normal, normal. Christianity. Church. And totally. yet Church, everybody yeah. hears about this and people from all over the globe flock to this place to see normal Christianity. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that is broken. What's, like, so, what's so beautiful about it. That's exactly right. This can happen anywhere. Okay. So yeah. I've been in three different settings since then, just invited to come just like this and just tell the story. Sure. Bear witness to it. And y'all, mm. every three times it's happened. Wow. The very thing has happened. And like last night, I was I was invited to this prayer meeting at by a pastor who is just, he's one of Houston's saint prayer leaders. Mm-hmm. He's 67 years old, 68. And he's, he's, he has been hosting this Wednesday night prayer meeting for 20 years. Wow. And, and last yeah. night him and I just stood on the stage and just kind of interviewed and told the story. Yeah. And at the end, what I what I've realized is that this is the kind of thing that mostly happens after the thing. Yeah. It's the lingering. It's the people. I'm like, are, I wonder are there like 20 people who'll stick around here. Mm. And of mm. course, this this prayer meeting. I mean, people that show up on a prayer meeting on Wednesday night. Yeah, they're pretty, like, we're here all night. That's pretty right. serious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And mm. 
just so many people are just what it is. And that's this is the word I would put around that whole thing in Wilmore, radical humility. Yes. Wow. Oh, my God. And the way that I understand that now mm. is that is mm. that's when hunger meets up with honesty. Mm. Yeah. But it's not just like, God, I'm I'm just going to get down here and me and you and I'm going to be hungry for more of you. What What's the, the, the nature of this is it starts to turn to each other. Yeah. So at last night I said, I just wonder if 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 you'd will, be willing to take the risk. Yeah. To turn to a neighbor and just share about the state of your heart. Mm-hmm. And what what you're longing for and where the gap is and pray for each other. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Americans don't do that very well. No, mm-hmm. we don't. No. We don't have and space so, for it, though, J.D. We don't make space. Well, and everybody That's has performance problem. anxiety. You know, it's like yes, when it comes I to don't praying, know how to pray. Like, yeah. I couldn't possibly do that for uh-huh. you. I, my prayers wouldn't be heard. I mean, yeah. But this this is, and so it, it is, what you're saying is this is basic church. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, another thing that happened at this at the at the we call it we call it an outpouring. I think we're going to let the historians call it whatever they want to call yeah, it, but yeah. we know it was an outpouring of the mm-hmm. spirit, and we know that it's continuing to happen. Oh, yeah. so, so, so a friend of ours named Al Gordon from England uh-huh, uh-huh. came over, and he writes us, and he's like this for ten days now. He said, we've had 120 people come to the Lord in our little church in wow. central London. Oh, my goodness. I mean, they can't hardly spell oh Jesus in goodness. London. They don't, know. they don't know him. Seriously. Yeah. You know, a bunch of them do. Yeah. But, you know, Europe is the only continent in the world in which the church is declining. Yeah. And there were tons of people from Europe who came right. to Wilms because yeah. they're sick and tired yeah. of losing ground. Yeah. But 120 people have come to Jesus in Man. central London, in, wow. this, in this little church. It's awesome. But the... Um, this is my... It, it is. It's, it's so much better know, but, than we but, know. But Karen, Karen, you named it. It's so basic. And oh, well, like the level of saying. hunger that people would come from all over oh, yeah. to something that's not even really, at that point, wasn't even sustained. I mean, you had, okay, five days. People were getting, making plans based on a five-day revival. That's not a very long revival. Right. But what it tells me is the world is so So desperately hungry for the real deal, Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. the real deal, for the promises that they see Mm -hmm. to be manifested on earth, just like it is in heaven. Mm -hmm. And the good news is is it's not hard. No, it's not. (sighs) It's so simple. You don't have to be... um, Anybody, you don't have no. to be, no. you don't have to even be talented, okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. Praise God. Yeah. You just have to be hungry and honest. Yeah. And then just let go of the mm-hmm. program, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man. I mean, this was, this was, this was totally, the leaders of this thing, they would meet every three hours to talk about the next three hours. Oh my gosh. I and want to experience that. I do too. I mean, I'm like, I want to <laughs> meet, every, well, kind of. Do I? I'm like, you <laughs> yes. know what I mean? Like, I want it for, I want it because I know what mm. it would mean 
for thousands and thousands and thousands yeah. of people. Like if this happened in Atlanta, like I want to be involved. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, not well, to lead. Are. I just want to be involved. involved. Yeah, we yeah, are involved. Are. We 100% are, you are you involved. Have sound, you sound for this. And guys, this is coming. This is coming to Atlanta. It yeah. is. It is. how easy I have seen mm. just how easy this is. And it can happen anywhere. Yeah. And does it go on? Does it need to go on for several days? No, because guess what? You can come back again. Yeah. There is an outpouring. And and I believe that it's, I think we're in the very earliest phase of an awakening. Yeah, yeah me, me too. 100%. 100%. And what this, what this little thing is doing is it's shifting yeah. the conversation from hopefulness to actual hope. Yes. Yeah. It's like people are, they're taking hope, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. from this thing, but from God. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they're like, what? really? So, it can be so analog like that. Yeah. So, J.D., what's the current state of affairs kind of at Asbury? Because I can't imagine it as a kid mm-hmm. having been a part of that. Yeah. How do you even continue with normal life? I, I would think it would be so hard to go back to school. Oh, me too. I mean, well, I'm serious. Yeah, no. It was, it was disruptive yeah. for them. I mean, it was, they were hiding in their rooms a lot of the times. Really? Because it, it was insane. Uh-huh. And they couldn't get a, escape it. I would have thought you just wanted to be there. At, there oh, at the that, there were tons of them there the whole time, yeah. too. But I mean, you got, you got. 24 hours in a day, though. You know? students on campus, and they still are having classes. And um, <laughs> that must have been so wild. And and they're tr- trying to themselves understand this. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, 200 other colleges are showing up there. That's 200. Yeah. Other schools came in there. And. <sighs> And so, you know, we were, we were, um, I walked over there one night and I looked up and there's Louis Giglio and I'm like, oh man, I haven't seen him in a while. (laughs) And so I later called him and because we're trying to, to discern like, do, do we try to continue this? Yeah. Um, and one thing Louis said, it just really struck me he said you know god sovereignly did this in a place that couldn't sustain it yeah, I do. I mean, yeah. This, i don't it was like let's not try to make a mecca out of right 100 percent. that's a great got to come here yeah and and here's the other interesting piece of this like over a year ago the there's an organization called the national collegiate day of prayer uh-huh they, for 200 years, have been having a prayer meeting on this particular day, and they go to a different college campus every year and host it. Well, over a year ago, they picked this school to do this day of prayer on, like, February the 15th or whatever. Right. And so that wow. became the booking. That became, like, this is the, this this is is the send out. Yeah. And, and so it was 16 days later. And, and, and so it, it was clear that it's like, you know, this isn't a build three tabernacles. I mean, we had a company called Awaken the Dawn. They're just incredible people. They said, guys, yeah, we I gotta, know them. I follow them. 
got a 3,000 person tent. We'll bring it there at our expense, set it up, jumbotrons, and you can keep going with this. We'll take our name off of it. We don't want to be. Mm-hmm. And, and so there was a, a readiness and a willingness to, but it just became clear that this is meant to spread. Yeah. Yeah. And not to become like a Mecca. Yeah, totally. And and that's another thing I, that I remember Louis saying. He's saying, you know, it's just so challenging. These kind of things is that you'll you'll start doing something, and and God will stop long before you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just keep on going. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. so, and that's the thing. It it is happening in other schools. It's happening in churches. It's happening in other countries. Yeah. And and so, so what, J, JD, what is yeah. your prayer? I mean, like, I, I mean, I'm just sitting here listening. All these people listen. It's like, all right, we didn't make it there. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> okay, so here we are. We're in Atlanta. We're not experiencing this currently. You well, know, it's funny because I do. You know, we are starting. Well, I mean, we just are. Even a, yeah, at our church last last Sunday, we never there was never a message. Yeah, and we all true. got so lost in worship that an hour and a half after. And they just, you know, we ended the service and I was like, what's going on? Because it felt like we'd been worshiping for about 20 or 25 minutes, but it'd been an hour and a half. And so we just, they just, you know, they sensed the move of the spirit. They just ditched the sermon and, and just let us linger. But it was so weird because I was, was so lost, like outside completely time lost in time. I was yeah. like, what is happening? Yeah. Well, you all texted and had the we exact same feeling. We all had the feeling. exact same experience. But I mean, well, for, so, for that, like, what is your prayer? Like, what? Well, that's that's kind of what we're what we're trying to to say is okay. How do we just keep serving this? How can we? There's yeah. not a formula. There's not a formula, but you know, there are clear values in this. Yeah. What are they? Tell us. Well, I think they're they're honesty, hunger is like. Can you get in touch mm-hmm. with your hunger? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And can you then become honest, not just like in your quiet head before God, yes. but with like how desperately of, hungry you your are? Voice. Mm-hmm. And can you then begin to pray? Mm-hmm. And then I don't know. I mean, I, f- I feel like it's very simple when people. It's. I had this feeling when I was there. It was. It was almost like you know when Jesus went from the synagogue over to his Peter's mother-in-law's house. Yeah. And all of a sudden the whole town showed up at the door. They're they're at home waiting for the sun to go all the way down for the Sabbath to end. And then they're just like, Mm. we're going, Mm. Jesus is there. And, and he healed, it says he healed everybody who needed healing. And that's the church. That is. And if that, if that can just begin to become normal, normal again, and it, and it can't, and you, you, you can't, that's what you, that's what you see happen in Wilmore. You can't keep people away from that. You can't, you can't. I mean, there, we, there was a woman that came up in the testimony Mm -hmm. line. She said, um, she had, I had to bring a translator with her. She said, you know, we're from Chile Mm -hmm. and we heard about this and we just knew we had to sell our car and get a ticket and fly here. Stop it. I've got chills. What? Sold her car, flew there. And she said, um, Oh my gosh. 
We're here to we're here to pray for Chile, and and I'm like, oh, which way? Which way is south? <laughs> oh my gosh! Like, I'm like covered in chills. Cried cried out. Brazil was all over that place. Oh what? Oh my gosh! <laughs> it was just. Wow. That's just the world. And, Go to the nations, man. You know. Goodness. And, and so. I think I think if just with the even most basic little sort of like mm. first off, create space to linger. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's you know, church is 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 going to have to keep being kind of planned. Yeah, right. A certain level. But you can also plan for mm-hmm. space to linger. Mm-hmm. It's good. Because there are it's the hungry people who will stay. That's right. Yeah. And if you can then coach hunger into honesty, you're moving toward humility. That's good. And then it's just how long can we stay? Yeah. And because ultimately, you know, the worship leader's kids got a soccer game. Right. Right. Life does go on. I've been there to two and three o'clock in these places in the afternoon and it's still going. And the goal, of course, isn't to like, how long can we keep this going? But it's like the beautiful thing about a community is you keep keep coming back. Yeah. And this becomes the normal life of church. Yeah. Wow. wow. And people are getting healed all the time and you're creating opportunity for them to talk about it and tell the story. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And That's so then good. you're then you're able to say, hey, any, anybody else here? Yeah. In that spot. Get up. And you're able to invite them to. That's yeah. their hunt. Yeah. That becomes yeah. their honesty. They become prayed for. And and so it's nothing new, but it is it just gets away from us. Yeah. yeah. It does. Well, I just, you know, to me, I think the thing that stands out the most is the fact that this began with a message that wasn't even compelling or Mm-mm. fiery or, you know, inspirational. It, or it, anointed. It was simply, <laughs> yeah, it was the, totally just the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I mean, just drawing people to himself and wasn't even sustained. Cause like even like the Brownsville revival, a lot of these other revivals, they still had really name people doing a lot of preaching yeah. and altar calls and all that. And it doesn't sound like there was any of no that. Name. This is testimony and worship. Testimony That's and worship it. and testimony, honesty. worship, honesty. And invitation. Hunger. Invitation. I think yeah. you've got to invite. Yeah. Invitate. you got 100%. to invite people in. Mm. It's just it's about, critical. It is. Yeah. God, man, I just want to go stick microphones what, in the you, audience. What you described about your church Sunday. I'm like, what if there have been some invitations? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're doing it. They're doing it. They're doing it. They're stewarding. I mean, they're leaning in. And then you got people people there who know how to pray with people. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. That's another really important piece of it. Oh, it is. God, isn't it, though? You need to have people who who are gifted and trained to... To, to minister. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, that's to me, to me, it's just very basic. Yeah. Scripture Christianity. Right. Testimony, worship, prayer. Another thing that they were doing up there at, at regular intervals, they would say, anybody here want to read scripture? Oh, just wow. Maybe bring your, your life verse. 
and said, we'll take 20. And so, you you know, they go through the line. They first go through and make sure nobody wants to do Psalm 119. And then they're off to the races. <laughs> Psalm 119. <laughs> They just read their scripture. Yeah. And, so and, and somebody says, somebody says, that's the word of God. And all the people said, and we believe it. Wow. And it's so pure. It's so and then there were, there were points at which like, okay, let's just present the gospel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hundreds of people came to know Jesus at this thing. Mm-hmm. And, and so I mean, cool. you can't imagine when, when people would stand to like, say, I, I'm going to follow Jesus. It was just like the thunder of heaven. Yeah. (laughs) Like the angels clapped with you. Yeah. Amazing. So sweet. Oh my gosh. JD, as as we wrap up, I hate, I hate we don't have, I know. I'm like, like, we're going to do it again. We're going to do it again because this is like, I mean, there's more guys. There's there's more. more. (laughs) And this is kind of all I want to talk about. This is all I want to talk about. Uh Will you pray for people? Cut all that stuff out about me at the beginning. Let's just cut that out and keep (laughs) going here. Come on. (laughs) Unfortunately, we have back to back interviews waiting in the wings. We've already texted her and told her we're running late and it was well worth it. It's interesting because it's the the pastor at, at the church that they're stewarding revival too. So she's going to totally understand, but it's yeah. kind of funny that yeah we've backed up one so, revivalist with another. I know. I love it. So will you pray, J.D., just as we end? I just feel like people are going to be like starving and yeah. thirsty yeah, when they listen does. to this. So mm-hmm. will you just okay. pray for personal revival, yeah. like to break yeah. out? in? Because to me, it has to start in us. You know what I mean? Like this. So what we're going to do is we're, we're going to start right here. A lot of people who are reading this are not reading it. They're listening. They're yeah. driving their car. Now they and are. I just I just want to say first off, pull off the road. Yeah, there you go. Okay. And if you're on a treadmill, get off the treadmill. <laughs> okay. It's not gonna go well on a treadmill. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Yeah. But I just want to say in the name of Jesus, what I have, I give you. Yes. Receive outpouring. Receive the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. He's He's right where you are. Mm-hmm. And he is ready to bring Jesus to you, no matter how much you've known him before, in a way of like more. And all you have to do is receive. You don't have to do anything. You just have to say, Jesus, it's like he's saying, I want you to shift from asking to receiving, from seeking to finding, from knocking to opening. There's a shift that is happening in an outpouring. And so receive. Just say, Jesus, I receive the outpouring of your spirit. And I am opening up my inmost being. You say you desire truth in the inward parts, and that's that's all I want to do is be honest in the inmost place. I want to confess to you my hunger, yes. my thirst. I want to confess to you all the ways I'm feeling my hunger and thirst with things that don't satisfy. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just saying, search me and show me those things. Mm-hmm. And you know me. And I, you know, I can't just try to get better. You know, it's, you know, I've tried. 
And you know that I need, I need, I need you, Jesus, even to need you. And so come and just hollow out the place in my soul where you can dwell yeah. in a new way. Yeah. And where, in fact, this is where the exchange happens. And I just begin to give up my brokenness and receive your wholeness. Yeah. I begin to give up my emptiness and receive your fullness. Yeah. I begin to give up my chaos and receive your order. And I just want to be, I just, I just want to get more and more and more real with you and not just with you, but with some people around me. Mm-hmm. And I, we just pray for pastors and leaders of churches. Mm-hmm. This is in your hands. Yeah. It is. Listen, Jesus is not near. He's here. Yeah, that's good. There's there's a there's a thousand miles from near to here, and he is here. Amen. And this gift, um, it just needs to be received. Yeah. And then and just and just walk out in the faith on it. Yeah. Invite people. Mm-hmm. Invite people. I mean, get if you're sitting in an Uber with somebody right now, as a driver, invite them mm-hmm. into a place of honesty with you. Yeah, Become you. honest with them. This is so present and so palpable and so real. And and uh, you know, we had Lord, you know, we hadn't been just playing games, we hadn't been playing church, we've we've been after it, but there's a shift that you're doing right yeah. now, and we just want to we want to receive that shift. Thank you, Father. And um, we thank you in advance and we bless you. And we bless um Rachel and Karen. And I just say to y'all, you are doing it. You're doing the stuff, and Jesus' ministry is increasing in you. And just get ready. Just get ready. He is, he is moving now, but he's it's gonna. There's he's increasing his Mm -hmm. his work in you personally. Mm -hmm. He's bringing like renovation projects into your inmost being mm. and um and in the work that you're doing in the world with mm. all kinds of people mm-hmm. including um widows including moms including families mm. um Jesus is breathing on it mm. And he's breathing on it in a way that's kind of like, you know, there's there's just red hot embers at the core of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. They're of this fire. And when Jesus is breathing on them, there's just little kindling. It's starting to come into a flame. Mm-hmm. My sense is in these days ahead, he's going to teach you new ways to lay new logs and new. He's going to teach you new ways to build a fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and he's the burning. Yeah. Jesus is the burning, isn't he? And that's just like I just feel like those 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 two people on the road to Emmaus, you know, when they said, um, Mm -hmm. "Man, our hearts were on fire; they were burning." 
Yeah. That's how people feel when they're with y'all. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the I truth. Receive. I receive. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. So just go with it. Yeah. Thank you. Because you're full of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Thank you, J.D. Oh, we pray in your name, Lord. Yeah, we do. In your glory, your power. Yes. yes. Mm. And now we're just going to linger a little bit longer because <laughs> we're, you call that lady, say we've <laughs> been late we're because he was late. We're just enjoying I him. told her. I told her. I was like, I'm not hey. stopping this. Yeah. I'm not stopping. Yeah. This is so great. If you're at the Normally airport, I'd be the one. Over into the cell phone lot. We're going to be here for a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I'm the one waving Rachel. I'm like, this one is, we're just going to have to put. I was like, mm -mm, interview number I'm just two texting number two. I was yeah. like, number two, you're going to wait. No, but I want you to meet Michelle and Greg, though. I'd love for yeah. you to meet them. Honestly, they have a podcast too, JD, and they're. They're a part of something, you know, they're a part of this and yeah. it's cool. It's really amazing. They've been sewing into it like you for a long well, and that's, time. See, what, what we have to all do, people like you, right, mm -hmm. who you're just as much part of this anybody. You weren't there, but you've got to say, I was there. Yeah. Yeah. I, because I am there. You, 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 I'm telling you, if you will walk out in this, in these little ways. Yeah. This stuff will. Yeah, you know yeah, it's happening. Yeah, yeah. It will happen, and I think all of us are just sort of waiting on like something out there to. But it's now. It yeah, is. It is. And we're. We, it's us. It's, I mean, it clearly it's contagious. I mean, I. It, I love it that I'm so glad you told us people came from all over the world mm -hmm. because that's what I mean. All it takes is one spark, one. and you set a whole forest on fire. So. If these people are going back to their countries and carrying it, and if this all could happen in two weeks, mm -hmm. yeah. what could happen in six months? Oh, I know. You know, I so know. we just are, we're grateful for you for, oh I mean, I, I feel like it, it's eat. interesting because I feel like, you know, a year and a half ago when we had you on, you know, second cup for the first time or two years ago, however long ago that was, the Lord knew this conversation. Yeah was on the scroll of both of our all of our stories so that we could get we because we literally just every person that's heard this right now i'm telling you you received your revival yeah totally so steward it yeah lean into it you got it yeah got every bit of it yeah amen yeah we love you thanks for joining us on the there's more podcast Check out the show notes. We've got a 14-day spiritual warfare course that you can take, as well as the code if you'd like to join us in the Father's House Bible study. Thanks so much for listening.